much for joining us today on episode number 67 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to talk about gratitude. With the holiday season and everything that's going on, sometimes we can get a little caught up in wants and not spend enough time in gratitude. So today we're going to talk about that in our life and in our running. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So I was talking to my mom the other day, and we were talking about Christmas, and she said to me, you know, Angie, I I really need, like, what do you want for Christmas? I really need some gift ideas for you. I think I'm good on Kevin. I need some ideas for you and for the girls. And I said, I I don't know, Mom. You know, I'll, you know, think of some things if you you want me to. Um, Of course, I told her I wanted another pair of gooders because (laughs) Lord Lord knows there's not, you can never have enough gooders with all the beautiful colors that they have. Did you did you see that the the comment that, that the one guy in our tribe made the other day? Which one about the Gooders? How he went on the website and started reading, actually reading the background yeah. stories behind and them because like, the background stories are the best. Anyway, enough about that. We're we're really not sponsored by them, I swear. So my mom was talking. I said, "Well, what do you want for Christmas?" She goes, "I don't know." She said, "Joe, her husband." She said, "He asked me the other day what I wanted." for Christmas. And I just, there's nothing that I want. And I hate having to think of something that I want, you know, trying to come (laughs) up with something because it's not really then it's not really, she's just trying to come up with a gift idea for him to buy her. Right. You know, it's not like it's something that she actually wants. It's not something she actually wants. If it's something that you actually wanted, you wouldn't have to stop and like really think about what you want. Right. Like if someone says, what do you want? You're like, "Eh, I'm good. And you really mean it. Yeah. I mean, she wants time with people. That's what she wants. You know, there's not a lot of material things that she wants or needs anymore. No, I mean, that's kind of, where a chunk of, of the world is moving right now yeah. is they don't want a lot of stuff and things people are moving more into. They want personal interaction with others. Right. And I think part of that is because of all the technology that actually takes away a lot of personal interaction with other people. Well, I mean, I read a thing heading into the holidays that like the, the younger generation, the like millennial crowd, mm-hmm. but then also it's, it's like bleeding into the generation above and below them. They don't want things for for gifts. They want experiences. Experiences, yeah. So today we wanted to talk about the concept of gratitude and trying to bring gratitude into everything that we do in our life and even into our running. You tend to start the day. I don't know if you hit this every day, but in my mind, you hit this every day with this amazing practice that helps bring gratitude. Yes, I I do my best. (laughs) It doesn't always happen every single day, but I started a journaling habit probably at the end of last year, I would say, or the beginning of this year, where I try to write down at least one thing, but usually I shoot for three things every day that I'm thankful for. And it's I, I literally just buy a blank journal from Target and I use two pages per day. And on one side, I have my gratitude. So I, that's at the top of the page. I write out, I am thankful for, and then I have my three bullet points. Um, I started putting in a little quote of the day, which is which is fun. I get that from a, the website brainyquote.com. They have a little 
quote was, of the day. Yeah, I just saw your open journal today. I was going to yeah. ask where where the quotes come from. Yeah, so that that's where I get those. And then I, I come up with three tasks that I need to definitely do and then a whole list of other to-dos that I just try to clear out of my brain. Right, because everybody has a giant to-do list. Right. But at the top of the page, you open with your gratitude. You yes. open with things that you are actually thankful for. Before mm-hmm. thinking about things that you need to accomplish, you open with the mindset of what am I already thankful for? True. However, I will say though that a lot of times I will try, if I'm on my game, I will try to do my to-do list the night before so that (laughs) that it's already there and that I, so that I still can start my day with that gratitude because without like a million things running through my head. Swirling through the head, you're able to actually take time and focus on that. Right. Because that's tough for some people to actually block out the to-do list for a second and focus on, on opening the day with a real great mindset of of positive. Right. It helps to just frame your day. Like you said, it's not just looking at all the millions of things that you have to do that day. You choose to frame your mindset and to take control of your mindset by starting with gratitude. Right. It's, it's looking at life as, as blessings, not just one giant to-do list. Yes. You are, are, obviously way better than I am at journaling. You enjoy journaling. You get benefits out of journaling. Mm-hmm. I, I, anytime I've gotten a journal, I work it for a couple of days and then I feel bad that I've stopped doing it. And then it's just the source of like stress for me to not have written in my journal. And then I look back and I'm like, Ooh, it's been three weeks and I feel bad about this, but I do still like to open the day by pausing before I even get out of bed. I just lay there for a couple of minutes and try and think of things that I am thankful for before I start my day. You do that? I do. It's why I don't like to rush out of bed in the morning. It's why I hate oversleeping because I don't have time to lay there and think. Uh-huh. Then I'm, I'm up and I'm going. As the mm. same thing happens with our daughter. She's got her routine in the morning. And if she misses that beginning step, it throws her off in the morning. Yeah, it does. Well, and it's funny because the maybe two weeks ago I, I went in there and she had I, – I woke her up or something like that. I forget exactly why I was in there at that time. But she immediately grabbed her book instead of her devotions. Like she, her routine used to start with her devotion. She would re- read her devotion of the day and then she would switch over to whatever book she was reading. And she reached directly for her book and didn't do her devotions. I said, well, what about your devotions, babe? And she was like, oh, um, well, I, I haven't been as good about doing those. And I'm like, well, why don't you, why don't you go back to that? You know, because I really do think that it makes a really big difference for her and for everybody. It, it just it starts the day on the right foot and gives you the right mindset so that the day opens with a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, it just sets you up. It sets you up for motivation and joy through the day rather than just dragging your way through the next several hours. Yeah, it's it's all about the mindset. And I, I like what you have written here in our little outline. What do you have written? Right, so if if you look at a challenge as something that has to be endured, you're looking at it as something remarkably negative. Negative. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it as a challenge of the opportunity to reach and improve yourself, the opportunity to figure out how to find a solution, mm-hmm. that's a much more positive ad- attitude. Yeah. Both of them are a challenging situation, but one of them says, hey, what am I going to be able to do to accomplish that? And one of them says, I guess I have to get through that. I have to get through that. Right. It's all about the way that you look at that. You can be grateful for the challenges in your life, regardless if they're family-related, work-related, running-related, health-related, whatever it is. We've all got plenty of challenges. Challenges. Everybody's got something. But if you look at all the challenges as just something to endure, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> the day gets long. Yeah, like I got to get through this. Like instead of thinking about something that you have to get through, 
think of this as an opportunity for you to grow and to find a solution because without the challenges in our life, we wouldn't have the opportunity for growth. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the the point there is you have to be able to have challenges. If there's nothing that ever makes you reach, you're never going to improve. You'll just say stagnant. And after a while, that just gets remarkably boring. Remarkably boring. And I feel like a lot of times people fall into that trap. And in some cases, I think that's what brings people to running. Well, I mean, that, that trap, it seems comfortable, you know, it's, it's nice to sit on the couch because it's a nice soft place to sit. Mm -hmm. But if you sit there for several hours, it's just not that comfortable anymore. And do you notice that your body actually starts to get achy? Achy. Yeah. Like it actually starts to hurt when you sit too long. Yeah. So it seems like, like kind of going along with the comfortable status quo is the more like safer, nicer route to go, Mm -hmm. but you need the challenge. You need the growth. You need to actually push yourself potentially. We made a good metaphor right there. Just like totally out of the blue. Life is a couch. Sitting on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Life is a couch and you can sit on it or get up and move. Sometimes you got to get up and move. Because you start getting just blah. Yes, blah. I believe that's the technical term for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So gratitude in all things. Now let's talk about gratitude in regards to our running. All right. So once you get pretty solid at beginning your day with gratitude or really just being able to move your mind into a place of being happy and thankful for the things around you, start bringing it into your run also to bring gratitude to running itself. Well, or maybe you start with it in running and you that helps leak it out into the rest of your day. Yeah, but I mean look at look at the run the same way that we said it back on the other. Yeah. Don't look at the run as as another thing on your to-do list that you have to like get through. It's just, this is not something you must endure. Yeah. Whether it's a long run, easy run, workout, whatever it is, you don't have to endure it. You're you chose to do that. Mm-hmm. So you're making that choice. Yeah. So enjoy that for, for the challenge or the peaceful or whatever it is that you're getting out of it. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe sometimes you go out and you can just enjoy the peaceful solitude of a run. If you run by yourself, or even if you run with a group, there are sometimes that running by yourself is a really nice change of pace. Go out sometimes solo and just enjoy solitude and listen to the world around you, listen to your breathing, listen to your footsteps, listen to your heart. Like it's pretty amazing how you can actually just clear your head on a run. It's really funny. I I just texted you the other day about this. Did you just say clearing your head on a run? When did you get into this? Weird, right? Like we were texting, actually, it wasn't the other day. It was this morning. It was this morning. (laughs) But it was it was so funny because we ran a race over the weekend and this was the first race that I've done without headphones which solo. I find insane solo mm-hmm. I, I actually I, I will t- there's a caveat to that I, I ran the half marathon from Napa to Sonoma you, you ran it with a herd of people but I was with friends right exactly so this was the first run that I ever had done by myself with without headphones and I really really liked it. It was crazy. Yeah, you connected to yourself. You connected yeah. to the race. You were saying hi to other people on the way on the way through your run. Yeah, not like you were having conversations with them. It was no. still a race, it but was still, like <laughs> a couple of words here and hey. there. <laughs> hey, Claire, <laughs> keep running. So you can when you're out there and you're on a run, regardless if you're by yourself or with a group, you really 
can just feel the strength in your body, right? When you're out there on a run and like at least when I was that first mile, I started out like I just felt strong. I felt really good. Miles two and three were a little tougher. But, you know, that first mile I'm going out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold the steady pace. I'm not going to fly and sprint like half of the people in the race were doing yeah i screwed that one up you did yeah why because you made people it, run too fast <laughs> i think it may have trickled down from from that <laughs> guy running out in front yeah well when you're in first place <laughs> you can do whatever you want but i wasn't about to get caught up in in that and i just went out and i was like okay i'm just going to maintain a steady pace and i just felt strong and i was so i, I did i had this overwhelming sense of gratitude in that first mile that I was strong and able to run this race. Even if you're having an off day and you're not feeling good, you can still have gratitude for the strength of your body. Just flash back a few years and think about what you probably were not at all able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, I'm really struggling through this eight miles. Like, it's funny when people have been running for a few few years, the complaints that start coming out. Like, ah, that 10 was rough. 10, the 10 miler that you... You could barely cover a mile a few years ago without having to put in a walking break. And now you're complaining because the 10-miler wasn't fast enough. Mm -hmm. Just pause for a second and get a good frame of mind on this thing and realize how thankful you should be for the strength of your body. Yeah, and how far you've come. Yes. Another thing you could be very thankful for is the people that you run with. If you run with a group or even if you're just a part of our Real Life Runners Tribe on Facebook and – that's still a part, you're still a part of the running community. So surrounding yourself with those people and being grateful for having those people in your life is a huge thing. And I don't know about you guys, I don't know about you, but I know that my friends that I have made through running are some of the strongest friendships that I have. And it's amazing to me how quickly I have become close to these people through, you know, this sport that we both love. And that, I mean, I am so grateful for running, for bringing these people into my life and for helping me to forge these relationships. I mean, when the relationships are forged in the midst of a workout, it it, it immediately exposes some raw emotion because when you're, you're trying to physically overcome something, you don't have the, the, ability to then also put up walls behind your emotions. So stuff just tends to start flowing. Well, because when you're trying to physically overcome something, a lot of times that's very closely related to some sort of emotional barrier that you're trying to break through as well. Yeah, I know. The whole physical, emotional, it's all tied together. But it allows you to genuinely connect with other human beings. Because no one's putting up fake walls in front of them and trying to pretend they're something that they're not. Mm -hmm. You can't pretend to be something you're not while trying to hit mile repeats with some people. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's true. It's mile repeats. This is who I am. This is what I got. And if those people (laughs) want to keep those walls up, you're probably not going to run with them for very long. No, because you can tell. You can tell if someone's like being really fake out on a run because it's it shows so quickly yeah. when everybody else is so genuine. If you tend to get, you know, you get into a big group of people of, and everyone's having this like really superficial small talk, you know, you can hide and pretend to be whatever you want. But in the midst of a run, when everyone's being real, being the person who's trying to keep this like false persona up, it, it stands out. Yeah, it does. But I think that, you know, it's okay sometimes. It's okay when you're shy and when you're maybe new to a group. That's going to happen. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you know? I, I feel like you just come off more as, as shy, reserved. like rather than rather than trying to put up some fake thing. Yeah. Most people just tend to come off a little bit reserved before they they kind of feel it out and feel their way into the group. Right. But back to know, gratitude. Yes, back to gratitude. Um, so. And I kind of wrap this guy up with don't just run because it's just on your to-do list. You know, actually connect with why you're out there in the first place, whatever it is, whether it's to enjoy the peaceful, to enjoy the company, or to enjoy what you're physically putting yourself through and where your body is, mm-hmm. or, you know, to, to de-stress, like whatever it is that you're doing, focus on on that why and be thankful that you have the opportunity over the next however long your run is to, to actually enjoy that why even if it's a hard run or whatever it is right but sometimes focusing on gratitude during a run is very difficult especially if it's a hard run if it's a hard run or it's icy roads pouring down rain outside it's not always the most easy thing there are sometimes you just don't want to be thankful (laughs) and you just want to wallow in your the difficulty of the run. And that's fine. Like, you don't have to be grateful for every step of the entire run. Try and put some gratitude, maybe at the beginning for a few minutes. Right. And then, you know, sometimes you have to just grit through whatever part of it you're, you're going mm-hmm. for. But try and still bring some gratitude at the beginning, at the end. Put it, put it somewhere in there. I feel like it always comes at the end. You know, <laughs> no matter how hard it is during the run... At the end, you're always happy that you did it and that you got yourself out of bed. That's a t-shirt. I've, like, I, I really wish I never went on that run, said no one ever. Said no one ever, yeah. I, I only regret the runs that I never did or something yes. like that, right? Um, so the practice of being grateful for the course of the run is definitely something you want to probably work into. Maybe think about that thankfulness in the very beginning of the run, during well, your warm-up I mean, it's you know, the same. Start there. The same idea as starting the day with like a few minutes of gratitude. You can start your run with a few minutes of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for the entire time. Like, there's other things that you're doing over the day, but when you start it with gratitude, it frames the rest of your day. When right. you start your run with gratitude, it frames the rest of the run. Mm-hmm. You can't force it. Yeah. You can't for like I am happy and thankful for what I'm doing right now. As you're like dry heaving on the side of the road. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that was my Sunday. Yes. Um, like it's it's not. Uh, it's it's difficult to always happen and you can't force it. And you'd be surprised that if you do it at the beginning, sometimes it pops back up in the middle of it. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, I don't know where that came from. It's because you framed it correctly at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you end the run with gratitude pretty much always. I think that's just kind of a natural thing. Like, oh, thank God that's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank God that's done. And I'm so thankful that I did that. Right. You know? That my body allowed me to do that. Yeah. Look, look at it from both, both angles on that guy. <laughs> All right. So once, once you've, you know, you've started your day with gratitude, you're bringing gratitude into your run. Let's just bring gratitude throughout the entire day. Okay. All right. So how are you going to do that? Well, as you get into these practices, as you, as you start with, with starting your day gratitude and exercising with gratitude or working out whatever it is, you just notice that gratitude starts seeping into more areas of your life. Mm -hmm. It just sort of naturally flows out because your mind frame is looking at things from a more positive perspective. And so when you say that you're starting your day with gratitude, like what do you personally do? Uh, I, I, before I, 
get out of bed. As long as the alarm goes off correctly, I try and lay there for a few minutes. And this is even if I get up like real early in the pitch black for a morning run before mm-hmm. I get out of bed, I try and lay there and think of a few things that I'm actually grateful for that day. And so what do you say? Like, what is you, what do you actually say to yourself in your head? I am thankful for, and then I do? pause so that I don't just keep repeating the same things day after day after day. Cause there, there are things that I am grateful for day after day after day, Exactly. you know, like, I mean, yeah, I can say you every single <laughs> yes. day. Yeah. I mean, wake up next to you. I'd be like, and I'm thankful for Angie and off, off to my day, but that doesn't put any thought into it. That doesn't put any, like, let's come up with things that I'm not just saying every day. Mm-hmm. So why it's nice when you say, you know, you start with one to three things that mm-hmm. you're thankful for, because you can usually come up with one off the bat that's the same one or two that you've said every right. single day. But by trying to come up with something new that you are grateful for on that day, mm-hmm. it, it it makes you think. It makes you actually be grateful for those things. And I like to add the word because. So I am thankful for Kevin because. Ah, then you twist it up. Then you can mm-hmm. keep hitting the same thing, but keep hitting different aspects of it. Right. Well, I should add that. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Just adding that one word because helps me a lot of times. And that's why I, th- I say one to three things, because there are some times that I just list out three things. And there are some things, sometimes that I take one thing and I expand upon it. You know, especially like if we had a a challenging day with one of the kids, you know, I'll say I am thankful for Maddie because Because. she has been teaching me patience and not, you know, how to control my tone of voice when I am frustrated. Yes. You know, there there are things that, you know, and, and using things like that and trying to bring the frame of gratitude around that is very difficult. And it sounds really cheesy very, when you first do it but too. But very rewarding. It's remarkably rewarding. Yeah. And, and saying it or writing it or like actually going through the process makes your brain think of it as a positive. Mm-hmm. Instead of grumbling about it and whining and complaining about it, it frames it as a positive. And it totally sounds cheesy to do it at first. Mm-hmm. Of like, think of what is currently causing you frustration and say, I am thankful for that. Yeah. And put a because on it and come up with why you're actually thankful for that situation that should be remarkably frustrating because you, if you look at it as a blessing, you can find a way to make it a blessing. Every challenge in our life was put there to teach us something. Except for my freshman bio class. That's just (laughs) to annoy me. Pretty sure that that's the only reason they're there. I'm not supposed to gain any life lessons out of them. (laughs) That's all they're there for. (laughs) I think that, you know, we we're, we practice religion. Um, not everyone does, and that's totally cool. But I think that if you just if you live life with the thought that there is some sort of higher purpose, whatever that purpose might be for you, that just helps to explain more things, and I think it helps you to rise above things when they become very difficult or very challenging because. I don't. I don't know if I'm in the, I'm the type of person that's going to say everything happens for a reason. I'm not sure that that's true, but I do believe that there is something that can be learned from every thing in our life, every challenge that comes our way. Yes, you could. You There's could something compl- that we can gain from that. Yes, you can learn from everything out there. The whole idea that everything happens for a, a very specific pur- purpose sounds much more like your sister, who's. 
who's more Buddhist in philosophy. Well, of, but I think uh, you like, know that everything just, happens. But that also implies that there's this roadmap that you know is is already pre-planned and regardless of what happens that's you're just going to go down this one path and you don't know it yet you're still you're going to discover it and some people believe that i'm just not sure how well, you know, i mean it's not it's not entirely that. predetermined it's yeah. it it suggests that there's there's a, a an end goal but the path to get there is not necessarily a straight line yeah so if you veer way to the left well, there's of, multiple paths to yeah that point. eventually yeah. your life will direct you back towards where it's supposed to be you know and she she covered the thing of like uh, if you're, if you get caught at a red light mm. and it's like, well, shoot, now I'm going to be late for this thing, but you were supposed to be late for that thing because yeah. then you didn't get in know, the car accident, in the car accident right. at the next intersection. If you had made the green light, you would have gotten T-boned by the car at the next intersection. So right. that red light stopped you. Yeah. So it's, it's a blessing. It's, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I I'm all in on that one. We went but a it's, little philosophical here. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit. So. Anyway, back to gratitude. So if you start to practice these little things of gratitude throughout the day, it's going to start to just totally change your frame of mind. Right. And frustrations just become smaller because you look at them as challenges. You look at them as opportunities. If you find yourself in a spot where you are remarkably frustrated and you you just don't even want to be like, oh, yes, this frustration is a blessing because and it's just through gritted teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same idea of like forcing kids to say they're sorry. Yeah. Like you're not thankful for that and you're doing it through gritted teeth and you don't believe you it. You mean sorry for that? Yeah, sorry for, sorry that. for that. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. Right. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as parents turn their eyes, you're gonna do it again. If if you try and force gratitude into a situation where it's not there. So another thing I like to do is when you're very frustrated, look around and see if you can try to provide joy for someone else. Okay. I like that a lot. Just don't don't try and look at your current situation as a blessing. Just try and step back from that and try and provide joy for someone else. Not necessarily the person that's currently frustrating you. <laughs> someone. Just try Not and increase so try and increase <laughs> someone else's level of happiness because giving to someone else, going out of your way to make someone else a happier person mm-hmm. and seeing that change in that transition of like, wow, look, I just made that person smile mm-hmm. will then get you back on the right step. It'll start making you look at things in a little more positive. That's true. And then maybe you can eventually work your way around to trying to make that person or thing that is currently frustrating you a happier and better thing. Mm-hmm. I think that looking at it through another lens sometimes is also helpful. And and that lens is why is that person acting the way that they are acting? That's frustrating you, you know, yes. what are they going through in their life? Um, I think that that is a nice way to try to reframe things as well when it's very difficult to find the gratitude (laughs) is to think about what are the challenges that that person is facing that is causing them to lash out like this or act in this way, trying to increase the empathy towards others and try to understand from their point of view. Which is really tricky because sometimes what's frustrating them is you Mm -hmm. and they are the thing frustrating you Mm -hmm. and it's this back and forth Mm -hmm. and instead of recognizing it in each other and and moving forward and trying to improve the situation it's just nonstop confrontation right but isn't there other things that are usually a little bit more underlying like if 
if somebody is frustrated at you, there's usually something underlying that. Yes, it's not directly you. It's it's the situation. You know, I I like to complain about my kids all the time and like that they cause me frustration. My students, they cause me frustration, but you know, I, I am also frustrating them, but it's not me. It's other things going. It's, you know, I, I've heard from one of my students, I like you on almost every day out of the year. You're one of my favorite teachers, except on the days when you give the tests and when you pass them back. Mm. Like, well, they're not frustrated with me. Right. As much they're as they're frustrated. frustrated with a grade on a report card somewhere. They're frustrated with their ability on that test or in that subject. Right. Yeah. So, um, so this, this mind shift of moving everything towards positive, it does, it starts to creep into different aspects, but some areas are harder than others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, last, what was that week and a half ago? Almost two weeks. Now, Almost yeah. two weeks ago. So we're in the, uh, the Christmas parade and uh, a big giant truck ran over my foot yes. in the middle of the Christmas parade. We talked about that last week. I thought I had broken my foot, Yeah. but at the time I was not, you weren't grateful for that. I was not grateful for that, but I was not also like, I I still was focused on what was happening. And once I got Maddie back up onto the float and I was continue walking along, I was annoyed and upset by it, but I was still in the moment of the Christmas parade. And, and I think my frustration was reduced by watching the kids on the float and still seeing that they were enjoying the parade. Mm -hmm. I wish that I was not limping, Mm -hmm. but I think the fact that I was able to get through the rest of the parade walking fairly normally and being like, I don't think it's broken. I think I might be okay was part of the fact that the parade was still going and there was so much joy in the people around me. Mm -hmm. I, I... I really think that contributed to the pain. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the whole adrenaline thing in a race or yes. in, I mean, lots of different situations where adrenaline takes over and you don't feel the pain. Where like the mom is able to lift the, the burning car off of the kids yes. so they can save them. Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. The, something, <laughs> something just kind of overtakes you in a situation and allows you to do things that you otherwise would never be able to do. Yeah. So replace the ridiculous adrenaline rush with a ridiculous gratitude rush and you can you can overcome pain in situations? I mean, there there are a lot of studies now that are being done about gratitude and the hormones that it releases in our brain. And a lot of those hormones are those happy hormones, those endorphins that we get from running and physical exertion like we've talked about before. I mean, I'm, I, I can't remember which teacher I had this, but they suggested, you know, smile. And even if it's a fake smile and you're forcing it, smile for a while because eventually your body will just naturally start feeling happier. Yeah. You force the smile and eventually you're actually happy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you bring the gratitude, it will cause more thankful. It'll uplift your mood. And the whole, I mean, pain and frustration, all of this, it is a strong emotional thing. As much as it's physical, pain and fatigue and all of that is also very, very strongly emotional. It's you mean a, from running? From from running from anything. Mm-hmm. I I dropped that one in class on physics the other day and I'm like, fatigue is really just an emotion the same way happiness and sadness are. Mm -hmm. And well, you can't stop that emotion from popping up. You can adjust how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. And the one kid in in class who's also on the cross country team, he goes, yeah, but sometimes your legs just really hurt. It's funny, but it's true though. I mean, fatigue is a perception. Yes. It's completely perception. It's, it's an emotion and and you then, is it an emotion? 
I put I it. Know. I put it in the like they looked at me I like I was. Say, I wouldn't say emotion. They looked at me like I was crazy when I'm yeah. like fatigue and happiness and sadness are all on the same level. They hit you, but then you then respond to what you would actually like to do with that that feeling. Okay, I guess I see where you're coming from in that. I I just feel like fatigue might be more just perception. I don't know. Like frame calling it an emotion is a little odd. I can understand why the high schoolers might look at you weird. Yeah. Well, the sprinter didn't the sprinter. Cause he's, uh, he's super philosophical and he was right there with me. Like, yes. Like he was just eating it up. <laughs> and the other one was like, yeah, but at, at mile two and a half of a 5k, I just want to lay down. Yeah. And that's, that's not a happiness, sadness. That is my legs not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I see where he was coming from also. Right. Yeah, so I do think that sometimes it is a little bit more difficult in those situations. But on the other hand, it can also help to remove some of the pressure from racing and just working out in general, don't you think? Well, yeah, if you if you go into if you get used to going off on a normal run or a workout with gratitude and it doesn't go well, you can still be thankful for what you did get out of that workout or or what's going on. So then you add that at the beginning of a race and it takes the pressure off. Like you don't have to run the fastest time you've ever run. It's part of this whole process that you can be appreciative for what you were able to do on that day. Yeah. You know, and right. and if if you're thankful with for what you are about to perform, you're thankful for what you did perform. Then whatever that performance is, is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely. know, it, it it means you don't have to be tied into that number as much. As soon as you start getting tied into numbers, then you're either winning or losing versus a number on a clock. Yeah. If if you are so into the performance itself, then then it can still be a win, even if it's even if you're not feeling it that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And when you look at the grand scheme of things, isn't that more important is is just being grateful for what you've actually been able to accomplish? I mean, most of the people out there running are not elite athletes that are trying to win or qualify for the Olympics or do, you know, some of these, you know, try to get on a podium. That's not the real life runners out there, that's not the goal for most people. The goal is to be the strongest and healthiest version of yourself. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's linking everything together. Well, being I mean, a and we have time goals. We have time goals along the way because sure. those time goals allow us to push ourselves and those time goals allow us to reach higher and see what we're able to do. But ultimately the whole thing is just to be happy with yourself. Yeah, the the time goals are there, but they are not the they're not the be all end all. There's right. there's steps along the way, there're checkpoints, there're ways to kind of keep yourself motivated, but mm-hmm. the big picture is to be the healthiest, happiest version of you. Right. Right. So, as we wrap up this episode, we have a little exercise that we would love for you guys to do. And that is to take 5 minutes today and just spend a little bit of time and gratitude. We want you to just find five minutes. Maybe it's right after you listen to this podcast, right after you finish your run. Grab a sheet of paper and write down three things that you're thankful for. Within running or within all of life? Anything. I mean, Excellent. it's this is an exercise for you. So you can determine what you would like to be thankful for. If you want to be thankful for general things in your life or running specific. It doesn't really matter, but just spend five minutes just in gratitude, thinking about what you're thankful for. And if you want to write down more than three, go for it. Yeah. I mean, this is your exercise, but just spend a couple minutes today thinking about that. I want you to 
look back over the past year of your running journey and think about what you are thankful for specifically to your running as well. You know, so if you want to do some life ones and some running ones, I think that would be a good idea, right? Then after you have written down those things that you are thankful for, I want you to just pause and say thank you to yourself and to your body for allowing you to accomplish those things. Then look ahead to 2019 and write down three things that you would like to accomplish in 2019 in regards to your running or your health or anything you would like. So it's your morning journaling practice stretched out. You set up and somehow we've made it through this entire episode without making the the rhyming statement of attitude of gratitude. I know. Way to throw it in there. I was waiting for it. Um, (laughs) So you set up the, the appropriate mind frame by putting out what you are thankful for over the last year. And then with that mind frame, look forward to what you want to accomplish next year. Exactly. So if you want to keep this to yourself, that's fine. However... We would love to hear some of the things that you guys come up with. So if you are in our Facebook tribe, please share your your little gratitude practice here with the tribe on Facebook. And if you're not in our Facebook group, you can either join or you can just email it to us if you'd like to share it with us. We would love to see those and celebrate some of your thankfulness and, and your, your wins that you've had this past year. Are we going to share them? Yes. And if you do share them with us, we will actually choose a couple that we can read on our show next week. I think that will be a nice way to wrap up 2018 with some some of the gratitude that our runners have experienced throughout the course of the year. I mean, it's, it's even better than, than bringing gratitude to yourself. It's yeah. then sh- sharing that gratitude outwardly with others. Yeah. It just spreads the joy. Yeah. We would love to read a bunch of these on the show next week. So please send them to us. And please share them with the Facebook group because this is a show about real life runners and every one of you that listens to this show, we appreciate you so, so much. And we would love to highlight you guys next week at the, I think is next week is going to be our last show of the year, right? They, let's see. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. So send us, send us your little gratitude practice so that we can share it here on the show. And if you do share it with us, Number one, we're going to read it on the show next week. And number two, that will give you an entry into our Key West sweepstakes that we have started. Woohoo, Key West sweepstakes. Yes. So we are running the Key West Half Marathon on January 20th. We've talked about this a couple times. And we have some some cool stuff to give away. So if you want to be entered into the giveaway, your gratitude entry will also give you an entry into our our contest. We have some shirts, sweaters, and we actually have two race entries, two free race entries that we will be giving away as well. Excellent. But besides being, you know, outwardly with all of your emotions and sharing this, because I'm sure we have some shy listeners, is there any way else that they can enter the wondrous contest? There is. And actually, now that you say that, if you want to share with us and you would prefer for us not to read it on the show, that's fine. Um, 
you can just, you know, include that in your email. Or if you would like us to read it anonymously, we can also do that. Oh yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to include your name or if you don't want us to say your name on the show next week, you can just send us, um, your gratitude entry and we'll just read it anonymously. Yeah. Cause that still shares the gratitude. Yeah, exactly. But if you, Another way that you can enter our Key West contest is by leaving us a review on iTunes. So when you leave a review on iTunes, it really helps to others, other people to find the show. Because when, when you go to iTunes and you type in running or runner, running podcast, based on the number of reviews you have and the number of downloads and all these different things that iTunes puts into some sort of algorithm, you know, different shows will pop up. So by you leaving us a review, you're helping other people to find our show. And the more people that we can reach, the better. You know, we want to be able to help as many people as we can. And so if you like our show and you like to listen to us, please leave us a review on iTunes. Then what I want you to do is screenshot that and email it to us. Our email address is support at realliferunners.com. And if you just email that to us, then you will also be entered into, actually, let's give them two entries. You'll get two entries into the drawing if you give us an iTunes review. Nice. Yeah. So sharing your emotions gets you one entry. Leaving us a review and boosting us in the standings gets you two entries. (laughs) Everybody's heading to the keys. Let's go for it. Right, right. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and for sharing all the things that you have shared with us throughout this year. We really hope that we get a great response from you and that we can read some of your stuff on the show next week because we would love to highlight some of the the members of our tribe for our last show of the year. I hope we get too much response that we even can't read at all, all of them. I, You know what? I would like to just read things throughout the whole show. I mean, maybe we can have 40 minutes of gratitude. That's right? a lot. <laughs> People might not want to listen, but no. So anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening to the show and for spending this time with us like you do every week. Please Share us with your friends and family members and let's just continue to get the word out there that running is about so much more than just running because the lessons that we can learn from running can spill over into the rest of our life and just make our lives better in general and that we can all successfully tie running and health into a fun and family-centered life. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. 